This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Tonight, we have um, a special special guest that we see who's, uh, who's working very hard to grow. You know, the shame, he takes his learning seriously. Joey Saad, yeah, we have tonight. I want to just give him a big shout out. Baruch Hashem, he's doing great. So, Rabotai, this week, this week, we're going to, we're going to learn. First thing I'd like to discuss is like this. The Pesukim say, when Moshe and Aaron went to speak to Paro, how old were they? It says, Moshe ben Shmonim Shana, Aaron ben Shalosh Shmonim Shana bedaberam el Paro. Moshe is 80 years old. Aaron is 83. How many years did Moshe Rabbeinu live? 120 years. At the age of 83, he goes ahead and now, his, if you think about it, his essence of taking us all out of Egypt, it's, it, why is it so important and necessary that Torah says the age of Moshe and Aaron? At the end of the day, just say, beautiful, this is great, Moshe and Aaron is going to Paro to talk to him in order to get him out of Egypt. Period. So, plain and simple. Why does the Torah have to mention the age of Aaron and the age of Moshe when they're speaking to Baro? You know what the answer is? It's a very simple answer. The same answer is that in life a person might think, a person might think in life that, oh, it's too late. I can't start. It's impossible. Well, guess what? I have news for you. It's 100% wrong. Whatever stage you are in life, Whatever position you're in, whatever, wherever you were born, and wherever you went to, right now, you can go ahead and start fresh wherever you are. Aaron started over here to lead the people, getting him out of Egypt at 83. It's telling you right now, they, they, they accomplished what they accomplished right now. Whatever, they, they great, great economy. But now there's a new venture ahead of them. You know, Rabbi Victor Miller, when he was 70 years old, he made, we, we all know, his son-in-law was seven years old, Rabbi Bragg. And at that, at that there, was a, uh, there was a party that they did. Yeah, Rabbi Nohaim Palachi writes, uh, by the way, Benishchai says, when a person hits the age of 60, a person should make a party for himself. Why? Because what? He passed the age of, of karet. For sure. If he hits it, yes, that's what he writes in the And also, for sure. And he also he writes, Rabbi Nohaim Palachi has a whole what to do in his sefer, when a person hits 70, what to read to, to thank Hashem. It's an amazing thing. Swami, please raise the, raise the camera, please, a little bit. Thank you. A little bit, thank you. So now, now, what? Okay, inside the max, okay. So now, now you have to understand uh, why is that important. There was a rabbi, Rav Avram, Rabbi Palm. Anybody here, Rabbi Palm? Anybody here, Rabbi Palm? Yeah, Malkiel, you heard of Rabbi Palm? Of course, you heard of Rabbi Palm. He's the Rosh Hashiva of. Everybody heard of Rabbi Palm. And close to the age of 80 years old, he went ahead. And he saw a lot of immigrants from Russia. Boys, boys! He saw a lot of immigrants from Russia. And when he saw so many immigrants from Russia, he said he has to do something to get them more on par to be uh, religious. And he started a... Sorry, please take care of the situation. Thank you. He started a, 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 uh, a, uh, a organization called Shuvu. What was Shuvu? It was bringing all these uh, Russian immigrants 
to get very religious. And at the time when he first started, they told him, listen, if you're going to start this, it's going to cost a lot of money. So how much? It was costing in the tens of millions. We're talking about in the tens of millions that time. So imagine, like beyond your imagination, how much this thing's going to cost to run. And they, they, Ram says, I'm going to do it. And he was close to the age of 80 years old. Says, what do you mean? How are you doing it? At the age of 80? Says, yes, close to 80. It does make a difference. Why? If it's needed, if there's nobody else to take control and in charge, you be the one to do it. What do you mean? But Rabbi, it's beyond my, my scope. I can't do it. Don't sell yourself short in life because you, you, you can't do anything. Because when you start doing, God gives you the power to continue doing. Because in essence, you, you know, I saw Kham Baruch. Kham Baruch said, today, uh, uh, my son gave me, gave me a sefer, Torah Kham Baruch. It says over there, what are you supposed to think of when you, when you, when you say the bracha, Hamechin Mitzadeh Gavit. Every morning we thank Hashem, Hamechin that He prepared, Mitzadeh Gavit. My tzad means the, the, the steps, Gavit of, of humans. Meaning, He gave you the ability to walk. He gave you the ability, Hamechin Mitzadeh Gavit. He prepared the steps of, uh, of yourself. What does that mean? He writes in a sefer, that when you're saying the bracha, you should thank God when you're saying it in your mind, that you don't have any problems with actually your feet walking. He says that if you think about it, there's something called cartilage. What is that cartilage? It's in between the bones, and there's a, a how do you say, there's something uh, cushiony in between each bones and joints. Why is that important? Because the bone can't jack, the bone can't hit the other bone. Right? If you have two bones that are hitting each other as you're walking, it'll, it'll, just, it'll just hurt you every single time. The bone is hitting another bone, the bone is hitting another bone. So he writes, when he's saying the barakha in the morning, thank you God that my, my steps, I can walk without having any pain. And I'll tell you a true story that happened. My, I had a, a relative of mine, a relative of mine, when, when, when he, he had a kid, he had a kid, uh, he became, the kid became about 12 years old. And one day he was walking, and he said, Dad, something's wrong. So what happened? He said, the feet, the feet are not exactly even. Meaning, one leg is bigger than the next. It's true. He asked me if I could come with him to the doctor to, to, to verify, see what's going on. And when the doctor saw it, they said, yes, it's true. So he says, what do you mean? How is my son going to ever walk uh, normally? This can be, imagine one foot is bigger than the next. You know how hard it is? Not, not by a lot, by an inch. By an inch. You know what? Inch, inch is, is, is very, it's like this. It's like this, small inch. But when, when he walks, uh, he, he has a different walk. It's a different walk. And now, when he, when, when he like, let's say for example, he's, he, he keeps on walking, one side is like, the, the legs are not even. So what did the doctor make for him? The doctor made a personal shoe. That every shoe that this person wears, the shoe is one inch higher than the next. So now it's even. That's even. Did you ever thank God that you have a... a, a Two, two legs that are on the same level and not an inch off? You ever thank God for that? Ever in your whole entire life? Isaac? 
Did you ever do it? You better thank Hashem now. <laughs> thank Him now. Say thank Hashem. You have uh, you two of us catching you. Is that in your head? Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a real thing. You, you, ever think, you ever think about that? I have good news for you. This boy, eventually he grew a little bit older, and, is, and, and now he has a four or five shlema. Both legs are even now. It grew an inch. It grew an inch. It's a true story. It grew an inch. And now, Baruch Hashem, he's, he's all well and fine. But what am I telling you? He says that you have to thank God. Did you ever thank God in your life that what that you have your two feet together? And this is you have to understand something. Baruch said that many years ago, and he wants to make sense to make, make make sense to thank Hashem for that. In any case, what are we saying from there? That what? That even in the so you can't do anything, even to walk. You can't do even walking without God giving you the power to do. And by the way, they say in the name of Havetz Chaim, Havetz Chaim, when he would walk from one room to the next room, he literally would, 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 would kiss the Mezuzah, please Hashem, help me, help me go, get safely to the next room. Because even the walking, you don't know if you're going to be safe. You know how many people fall, this, that, you don't know. But what? That's the thing. So if you can't even walk without God giving you the protection, so what makes you think that you can do anything? The answer is, when you try to do something, Hashem will help you do the rest. It says, Call me Shebalat Ahed, Mesayinoto. Anybody, I went to, Baruch Hashem had this chut to go to Roshlomo Volvo, the Mashkiach. He was the very big, very big Tamehacham in Bait Vegan. He was, he was, he was the, one of the biggest, biggest rabbis, Roshlomo Volvo. He wrote a sefer called Aleshud. He wrote a sefer called Aleshud. And every Shabbat, every Saturday night, once a Shabbat, I went to his class. And a lot of the themes, a lot of the inyanim, a lot of the, 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 the tochen, a lot of the, the topics that he was talking about was one inyan. Kol mi mesainoto. Which means, you put your, your foot forward, mesainoto. In heaven, in Shamaim, Hashem will give you the siyad of the to continue, to continue, to continue. You know, sometimes a person, he gets nervous. How am I going to get married? What am I going to do? How am I going to make the panasah? What are you going to do? And then all of a sudden, you don't realize that every single person that got married had the same challenge. But what? Hashem says, you put your foot forward, don't worry, I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to make sure you go till the end, you'll continue, you'll continue, you continue. And therefore, Rabbi Palm, when he took the position of, of, of running, he was the Rosh Hashim of Torah Vadat. He was Rosh Hashim of Torah he didn't, he didn't need to do another thing. He's 80, almost 80 years old. He doesn't do another thing. He says, no. If it has to be done, it will be done, even in the old age. Even in old age. And Ramilla said at his, seven, at his son-in-law's 70th uh, 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 birthday, he says, if I, if I wouldn't know, he's 90. He says, now, at 90, Ramilla's saying, I have so much more things that I want to accomplish at the age of 90. Usually at 90, oh, I'm happy just alive. What are, the, what are the Gdolim thinking of? What else can I accomplish? Rav Nassim Svi Finkel, he was the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir Yeshiva. At the age, somebody came to him at the age of 73 and said, Rabbi, I'm inviting you to my siyum. I finished Mesechet Shabbat, the first Mesechet. I finished and my life is Mesechet Shabbat. And now, and he starts saying, and now I want to do more and more. He says, what's the next one? He gave him the next Mesechet. He says, no, 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 no. I want to see you finishing the, the, the more than that. I want to see you finishing Shas. And he says, okay, fine, I'll, I'll see. And I'll see. He says, no, 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 show me a plan. And he ends up writing a, a whole plan. It took him like a week to see, this year I'm going to do this, that year I'm going to do this, this I'm going to do that, that. And at the end, Rabbi Nassim says, this is a plan. But he said, Rabbi, but by the time I finish this plan, I'll be how old? I'll be 93 years old. And I'll be 93 years old, I'm going to start like that. What am I going to do? 
says, yeah, it doesn't make a difference. You plan, you do whatever you can do, and what? And Hashem will help you with the Siyat Adishmaya. A person in life, he has to know, you can't do anything in life without Hashem's help. So what's the difference between you walking or doing an adventure that's very difficult, you think is very difficult, and the task is so big? What's the difference? You know what Victor Miller said this past week? I saw, I saw one of the, uh, the shiurim. He said, he said that, you know, it's an amazing thing. He said that it's not, it's hard work to be a gadol. But you don't need a good head. And when I, when it gives you so much confidence. What do you mean? What does that mean? It says if you sit and learn and you become, you can make it very big in life. And anything that you do, and anything you put your foot forward to. And therefore, the, the reason why the Torah is emphasizing that who cares what age they were when they spoke to Paro? The main thing is that they went to Paro to get us out of Egypt. No. The age is important. It's teaching you that it doesn't make a difference what age you are. Even at age of 83... And 80, like Moshe Rabbeinu was 80 and started, it does it, it, it's still a starting point. Don't ever think that you can't accomplish. And this is a big kizu, because if you're younger, if you're younger than 80 years old, if you're younger than 80 years old, how much more so, how much opportunities that you have to, you have to understand and do till you, till, right now. He said, he said, I'm still young. You're younger than 80? You're a very young man. You're younger than 80? Wow! You have to understand, you have to think of accomplishments, what you can do. In your own life, Jack, please. In your own life, in your own life, think and, 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 and plan. Think and plan. Put, put a foot forward. This is what we're, we're, we're learning tonight. Yeah? That's why it's important. Why? The age is important to tell you. Not only this age, even your age now that you're in, don't sell yourself short. Think about things that you could, you could accomplish in life. That's the first thing. Second thing I would like to discuss is a, a very interesting pasuk. The Basuk says that when it's speaking about Moshe and Aaron, it, there's a whole Pasuk that says, Hu Aaron u Moshe. This is Aaron Moshe, he's speaking about Aaron Moshe. Asher It's funny because we know who's going to speak to Paro. We know from the past Parshiot. We know from the past Psukim. So why is it now all of a sudden, by the way, this is Aaron and Moshe. And then it continues. These are the ones that is taking a what? Talking to Paro and Mitzrayim. Who Moshe and Aaron? We already know that. Oh, you know who spoke to them? Moshe and Aaron. We know that already. Go, go ask anybody. By the way, you know, we know that from advance. We know that from before. Who's going to speak to Moshe and Aaron? And then yet, what does the Pasuk say over here? In, in, in Pasuk Avav, you can look it up. Perek Vav, Pasuk Avav. It says, Who Aaron, who Moshe? This is Aaron and Moshe. Asher Amar Adonai Lahem, Hotziot Bnei Yisrael Meretzayim, Atzvotam. Hem Amedabrim, these are the ones who spoke. El Paro Mel Mitzrayim, Hotziot Bnei Yisrael Meretzayim. Who Moshe Aaron? Again? What's going on? Why is, it, why, why is the Torah emphasizing who Moshe and Aaron? What is the emphasis of it? Don't we know? So I'll tell you the answer. The answer is, in life, if you look at, a, at the Pekah Avot, one of the things is, it says, Have az kanamer. What does that mean? Have az kanamer means, be bold like a leopard. Yeah? Be bold like a leopard. Have the azut panim, like what? Like, like a leopard. Now, 
You say to yourself, uh, why, why is that? Why is that so so important? Be bold like a leopard. What is going on? What what what, what is Pekavu teaching us? So I'll tell you, in life, one of the names that is given to Bnei Israel is it says Am Keshe Orif. What are we? We're a stubborn nation. And one of the things it says, it says, one of the reasons why we actually got the Torah was, is because we were stubborn. We're stubborn. It says, wait, you say azut? Because we had azut. That's what it is, because it says because azut. We had courage, sorry. Take the word, not stubborn. Courage, we had courage. So how, why is that a factor in order for us to be the ones to accept the Torah? And the answer is very simple. In life, the only way you can exist for all these years that we were living is the boldness that we had. It's the boldness that we had. Through thick and thin, we always gave our lives for Hashem. We were always bold and to say, we're doing it. And you read Sefarim that gave them their lives over for Hashem and they tell you, they literally came and they killed the person, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And they asked the guy as he's being burnt, for Hashem, how do you feel? And he would say, I saw in a sefer, that they, they documented sefer, it says that he would scream out, this is the greatest feeling in the world. The Hana'a, I feel no pain. This is the greatest Hana'a in the world. Well, what's going on? He says, because he's so bold and so stubborn and saying, no, you want me to bow down to this idol? You want me to bow down to this God? No, I only do my God. I only serve my Hashem. I don't do Avodah Zarah. And one of the things I have to give my life for is, if you tell me to do Avodah Zarah, I won't do it. And therefore, the way a Jewish person has to, has to know in life, he has to have a character trait called courage. You have to have courage. You have to have boldness. And how, how does it apply? Many, many ways it applies. Many, many ways. Take a lady. She's trying to grow in Sini'ut. She's trying to go to Very hard. She's trying. She's trying. For her, it's very hard. She grew from a family that's not Sini'ut. And now, she's suddenly, finally putting on Sini'ut. All of a sudden, the first Friday night, she's so excited, she puts the youth, she goes to her in-law's house, what's the first thing happens? Her own sister-in-law starts looking at her. Oh, so you became religious? Yeah? Well, you think you're better than us because now you start wearing a skirt? And all of a sudden, she has to live with that. The first day where she started saying, Shabbat Kodesh, that's when I'm going to meet the youth. That's when, that's when her sister-in-law is going to say something. You know why? Because God is testing her right now at that moment. How, how courageous are you going to be? Are you going to be fold like a feather and say, Oh, she said one comment and I'm out? Or are you going to be courageous and say, Yes, this is what I'm dressing and this is what I have to do because this is what I love to do. I love to do the will of God and this is what He wants for me. This is what I'll do. This causes for something, somebody to be courageous, to stand up and say, this is what I'm doing and you're not going to stop me because if this is the right thing to do, I will do it. I will do it. How many times, uh, I remember when I was young, how many times you have people where, where, where they just look at you differently because, oh wait, he's scared. Oh, everybody, shy. You, let's say a person, a person has a party, let's say, and, uh, whatever party is, and everybody's, uh, nobody's, no, nobody's uh, uh, making barakot. Then you go like this, you're putting, you're the only one with a yarmulke, let's say. You know, you see those parties, you're the only one with a yarmulke. You're going to wear the yarmulke, you're not going to wear the yarmulke. The only way is to see, oh, how are you going to act? 
The answer is a person in life, he has to know. You have to stand up for what's right. And if you can't do that, I don't know. You're missing, a, you're missing, a, you're lacking a very big thing because being courageous, being bold, if it's the right thing to do, that's the right thing to do. And by the way, it applies not only in the religion, it, it applies even with peer pressure. When do people start smoking? When, they, when, they, when they're teenagers. Oh, and this friend, oh, they think they're so cool. The guy's 15 years old, and he bought a pack, and they're going out for lunch. Look, look, look what I got. And he opens up his shirt, and he's like, oh, look, oh, he got his ear. And all the, all the kids are smoking now, and they offer you a cigarette. Now, what are you going to do now? Are you going to be courageous and say, no, I can't do that? Or are you going to be like, no, 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 I, I, I got to fold. My, my friends will think I'm a loser if I don't smoke. You have to be courageous in life. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't smoke. I'm sorry, I don't smoke. I remember there was this past summer, I was by somebody's house. Show me. Take care. Take care of the situation. Downstairs, take care of the situation. I was by somebody's house this past summer. I'm going to tell you what happened. It's an amazing story. There was a. Uh, all the boys, like the young guys, were sitting there. And, I, and they came there and asked me, Rabbi, can you give a class? I go, I go, Shabbat. I was giving a class. It was after, after Shul. Um, a few of the boys got together, maybe eight to ten guys, and we're all sitting down. And he ends up opening up some some uh, extraordinary uh, a scotch or something like that. Thirty year old age, the whole lunch, a bang, but the whole thing, right? And I'll never forget at that at that at that kiddush, uh, there was one guy going around like a sharp, good-looking guy with the you know with the whole the whole nine yards, nice belt, very 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 put together, and he's starting to pour every guy. A shot, he's giving shot glasses out. And everybody, you can't, he's that type of guy where you can't say no to. You know that? Take, let's go, take. You know, you know those guys? Take, come on, come on. You better take, come on. You better, you can't even, come on. And there was, a, there was an older guy. He was, uh, he, was, uh, he, was, um, he was older than us. He was older than all the boys. And, uh, and the guy came over to him now and says, Come on, take. He's like, no, I'm good. No, take, come on. He's pushing the guy. Says, and then he didn't say I'm good. This time he said, I don't drink. You know what kind of thing? Everybody like paused. Like, what you see? What you say? I don't drink. So I went over to him. I said, I said, you know, it's pretty courageous what you did. Like all the boys, all the boys hanging out and this and that and that. You're like, I don't drink. Like, says Rabbi, I'm 10 to 20 years older than these guys. I did it or I'm done. I don't need to, to this, I don't need to that. So I was like, but it still takes courage. I know it takes courage. But when you get when you when you when you're courageous, you're able to do what you want to do. And you don't have to be you don't have to be uh, 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 suckered in to peer pressure of the world. Oh, this person's doing that, so I have to do that. This person's doing that, I have to do that. So your whole life you're not living your life. You're living somebody else's life because you're always thinking, what are they thinking of me? So you're really not living your life, you're living somebody else's life. <laughs> Why? Because you're like, wait, if I do this, what is he going to think? And if I do that, what is he going to think? And if I do this, what is he going to think? Yeah, you're right, you have to think what people think about you. But if you're not going to live your life normally because of them, oh wait, I have to be doing that, that, that way. Because if I don't do it that way, they're going to look down on me. So already you're not living your own life. You're living their life in order, you're trying to put, it's like you're wearing your shoes, right? You're trying to put the shoes, it doesn't mean you're trying to see how I can fit in their shoes. Well, it's their shoes, it's not your life. Your life is your life, his life is his life. If it's the right thing to do, you do it. If it's the wrong thing to do, you don't do it. That's period, finished. Whether right or the wrong. So you need this uh, character trait to live a normal life, whether, whether being re- uh, in, a, in a religious aspect or already a mundane aspect.
It's going to happen. People, people go to business all the time. People have business issues where, where something went wrong. And now in business, he has to take the initiative and the boldness and to say and be courage and courageous. And guess what? Uh, he got an extra order. You know how much courage it takes to be honest in business and call the guy back? And, 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 and the guy will never know. The guy will never know. He'll never know you say you sent an extra package and you see and he'll never know. You know how much courage you need in your life to be bold like a namer, like a leopard and say, you know what? I'm standing up strong and I'll give back the package to this other, to, to the other person. Now that, you know how much courage you, you, you gotta be, you gotta be, it's, it's the most, most, uh, unhumane thing to do such a thing. But what? To be part of an Eved Hashem, you need this courageous midah. You need it. You need it. It's going to come in handy. It's going to come in handy. Uh, even when you're training your children, when you're training your children to, to act normally, you also have to have courage. And if you don't, they could slip. One of the guys in the shul was telling me a story. And I said this story before, but it's, I could say it a million times. And it's an amazing story. And, and, and the boys who are praying, uh, you guys know who this is. One time he told me, this story happened, uh, let's see, it happened, I would say, about, I would say about 30, uh, about 25 years ago. Story goes, he, he's about, he's telling me he's about uh, uh, 12 years old. His sister is uh, 16. And she, she, uh, she, the first time, she's dressed up, and it's not Sneot. Her father said, you're not going with your friends. Not Sneot, stay here. He says, no, 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 what do you mean? No, you're not going. And her father wouldn't let her leave the house. And guess what? He told me that I have two sisters. The one sister that he did that to, till today, is the most Sneot ever. A wig, skirt, everything. That's what he said. The other one, my father wasn't as strict in. Sometimes you have to know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving you a lesson in, in chinuch right now. I'm giving you a lesson in being courageous. He was so courageous and bold. Said, "Listen, you cannot be looking like this, and therefore you are not. You know how much courage you have to have. You have to have courage. You ever see a little kid trying to go to her friend? Go, 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 go look at kids that are 12 years, 13 years old. I want to go to my friend. I don't care. I'm going to my friend. And, and you know it's bad for, that, for the kid to go to the friend. You know how much courage you have to say? No, you're not doing it. I know you'll get influenced by the bad if you go to that friend's house. You know how hard it is for a parent to just say no to his child? No, you're not going to that child's house. No, it's bad. No, you've been influenced. No, I said no, I said no, I said no. You saved the kid. But if you give in... You, you're not bold, you're not courage, courageous enough, guess what? Your friend, now, now, now the kid, person's son, he gets influenced by the wrong. Why? Because you weren't courageous enough, because you had to fall for his, his nonsense of crying and, and, and bickering and this and that, and you weren't courageous enough to stop him at the moment. That's what happens. Or how about when, that, when, the, person, when, the, when, when the person finally uh, uh, finds uh, something in, in, in his pocket, what is this? And then the father doesn't do anything about it. And he says, oh, I don't know what to do. And there's that. Oh, the father's very courageous. I want to get to the bottom of this. I don't care. You're grounded in this, that. And the kid's going crazy. But eventually, the kid will, will, will snap out of it. And, and you got it for life. But you need that courage. I'm not going in the chinuch aspect. I'm going in the courageous aspect. You have to have this boldness in everything in your life. You, it has to be. Why? Because things are going to happen. And if you're not bold enough, 
guess what? You're going to fold. And you won't succeed. Why? Because you're always feeling, oh, the need that I have to please. I have to please this, and I have to please that, and I have to please that, and I have to please that. And I can't live my own life. Because all the time I'm pleasing somebody else. That's all I'm doing. Oh, I can't drive this car. Why can't you drive this car? Because I'm in a, cl- I'm in a different class. I only drive Range Rovers. That's it I drive. That, I, I can't drive uh, 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 something less than a Range Rover. Because if I drive something less than a Range Rover... But wait, but you can't afford a Range Rover. Yeah, but I can't, I can't go down my class. I just cannot. Just cannot. So you're living... So what, what's going on? You have to be courageous. Yeah, I can live with a life... Whatever. What's the, what's the next level of Lexus than the Range Rover? What's level? What's lower than a Lexus? I don't know. But whatever it is. I, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't go... I can't go... You can go level down. If that's not your means, that's it. That's not your means. Finished. What are you going to do? It's hard? I know it's hard. It's not easy. It's not easy. I know it's hard. But guess what? You're being courageous. You're being courageous. Or sometimes a person can't afford a wedding. Sometimes a person can't afford a wedding. A lavish wedding, I should say. A lavish wedding. So take a little bit less. No, I need top of the line. My friends are... I understand your friends. Make them happy. We're not saying don't make them happy. But sometimes it's beyond your means and you can't do it. So now what happens is you have to be courageous enough to say, sorry, it's, it's, it's not in the budget. What does the guy do? Oh, he gets, he gets, he takes out a loan, he takes out a mortgage, he takes out a loan, and then heaven forbid, he gets issues with his, uh, with his health because he couldn't take too, too, too much pressure. Yeah, I'm, sa- I'm not saying it's easy. I know it's, it, it might, it's difficult. I know. I know it's difficult. But that's what we're learning tonight. That what? That you have to have the Azdaka Named. Why, why, why is it Named? You know what the, uh, the, the, the Sukim explained? Why, why Named? Why is, why is a, 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 a leopard bold? Because a leopard stands strong. Meaning to say, Ari, if you see a lion, it'll attack. Let's go, let's go. A leopard also. But a leopard will just look at you back and forth. Like, you messing with me? Let's go. I'll keep on going back and forth. Uh, uh, a person that's bold, let's go. Let's go. And you know how you can be the most courageous too? You have to be so stubborn with Yetzirah. The Yetzirah is going to play games with you your whole life. He is uh, all the best guy to get you crazy. He drives the guy nuts. And I'll tell you one day, oh, don't be happy today. Oh, happy is a state of mind. No, don't be happy. And the whole day you're upset. Da, da, da. He just tells you that he's right. No, I'm going to be stubborn. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to be happy. I don't care what's going to happen. I'm going to be very happy. You're not going to put me down. That's his plan. He plans to pull you down. And therefore, when he pulls you down, you can't learn. You can't pray. You can't give charity. You can't give chesed. Why? Because you're down. But how did it happen? Because you weren't bold enough to stand up to the Yetzirah of your mind saying, no, I'm going to be happy. No, I know this didn't go my way and i still be happy. I don't know, I don't, I don't care. I will be happy. I don't care. I will, I will make it happen. I will make it happen. And that's, that's the boldness of it. That's the strength you have to have. You know, sometimes a person, even, even dieting, how many people are on a diet after three days, that's it, they lost. What happened? Oh, I had a bar mitzvah. I saw this cake. I couldn't resist. Right? Oh, what happened? Ah, Hanukkah came with the donuts. I forgot. I shall know. After Hanukkah, I'll make my diet. Oh, everything. Oh, Pesach, after Pesach. I'm going to Pesach. I can't. Is that, after Pesach. Everything's the whole thing. Because why? You're not bold enough. You're not courageous enough to stand up and say, No! I said I'm not having uh, this cakes until this. I am not having cakes until this. There's a million things that come. There's a million things that come. There's a million things. A guy has a birth and a guy has a wedding. And a, I didn't mean it at a wedding. At a wedding, I wasn't talking about. Uh, outside, to get a But at a wedding, no. It's not true. You have to be strong enough where this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm doing. Finish. Nothing's going to stop me. 
How many times a person, even in his, in his own learning, he has a seder and he says, what, what, is it, what, what is one of the questions they ask a person in Shemaim? Kavata itim la Torah. You know what kavata itim la Torah means? Did you set a set time for Torah learning? Now, you know how stubborn you have to be for that? You know how hard it is? To be, you know, what do you mean? Something else comes up, something else. You have to be stubborn. You have to be, no, I don't care. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm at. I don't care. The, the whole, I don't care what. I'm going to be stubborn enough to understand that what? That I will not stop. I will not stop. I don't care. This is what I'm doing. You understand what he's, you understand what we're saying here tonight? You hear, you hear what we're saying here tonight? And why does it have to do with anything? Should I tell you why it has to do with everything? Because now we understand the Pasuk. What is the Pasuk saying? Oh, I have to add this one last thing. One last thing I have to add. You know what it says in the same, in the same, Ma'amad, pass me that please if you don't mind. Yeah, I'll see if I get it quickly. If I get it quickly, I'll do it. Not, not. But what does it say over here? It says, it's something amazing that you really got to, you really, you really, you really got to, got to, got to contemplate. Yehuda ben Temah he says, Have azkanamed, be bold as leopard. And then he says, Azepanim legehinam. Same rabbi. Same rabbi. Yehudavid Amad, Hevazkanamid. And then it says, Azepanim legehinam. So wait, you just told me, Rabbi, I have to be courageous, I have to be bold, I have to be this, I have to do that. And now you're telling me, courageousness, gehinam. So what happened over here? It's a very simple answer. The answer is, by the way, Midot, the way it works, Midot is, like the Rambam says, you have to balance it out. What is it saying, as panim legehinam? It means sometimes a person feels that he's so stubborn and so courageous that he feels whatever he does is 100% right and nobody can tell him what to do. This is what I'm doing. I said, you're courageous. I don't get it. Meanwhile, you have to humble yourself to the people that know. And even the people, you have to humble yourself. You think you know better than that, this person. You think you know better than that. You think you know better than that. And everybody's trying to teach you something, but you feel, I have to be stubborn. That's what it is. I have to be courageous. That's what it is. And it's 100% wrong. At that moment, you don't have to be courageous. At that moment, you don't have to be stubborn. You can't do that. Why? Because at the end of the day, you have to know, you have to know how to balance that out. You have to, because it can destroy you. Oh, you can be so stubborn, I don't care. Stubborn in the wrong way. You can be, you can be a, a courageous in the wrong way. Some people do wild things in the wrong way. I don't care what anybody thinks. And I'm do. Wrong. It's wrong. Yeah, people, we, we do. You have to have a Ketah Shem Tov. You have to also please yourself in front of people. But when you know it's right 100%, so then already I have to please Hashem first. That's what I have to do. You understand? That's what we're trying to say. You have to balance it out. You have to know. But you have to have that boldness. Yes, you have to be strong. I remember growing up, we had a group of friends. Some, you know, you have to understand, each, each, each situation is a situation. And that's why, over here in the Pasuk, it says about Paro. We know Paro, and we know Moshe and Aaron went to Paro. But, what does it say? Listen carefully. Who Aaron and Moshe? That's Aaron Moshe. Asher Amarad Nailahem, Hotiyat Bnei Yisrael, Meret Zayim Zvodam. Hem Ammedabrim El Paro. What does the Pasuk say? Who Moshe and Aaron? What does that mean? It says Moshe Aaron. You know how courageous you have to be to talk to Paro? You know how scary it is to speak to any king? You know how scary it is? Especially to Paro? You think, oh, Paro, if I would see Paro, you, I would say hello. No, you wouldn't. You'll be shaking in your pants. No, you think, but oh, but oh, and the pajamas in the middle of the night. No, 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 no. You, you see, you saw, but oh, you'd get very, 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 very scared. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to breathe properly. Yeah, you're talking about a real king. 
You're not talking about now king where they throw eggs at the king. No, we're talking about a real, real king. We're talking about a real king. A real king, if you look at him the wrong way, he'll take a, a knife, tell his guys, chop his head off. So imagine now, Moshe and Aaron have to speak to them, speak to, speak to Baro. You know how hard and courageous you have to have? And that's why he's saying, you know, we know they were the ones who spoke to, to Baro. We know that already. But we're saying, they were able to do it. You know how much courage you need to be able to do it? They were able to do it. Because they had the courage. They had the, oh, they had the, the stamina. They had the courage. Ah, now we understand why. Of course we know Moshe and Haron went to Paro. But, that's the Pasuk says, they spoke. They really spoke to him. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't, they weren't right now they're not nervous. But why? How'd they have that? Because if God told them to, tell, to do something, they went all out on it. Yes, this is what I have to do, God? No problem, I'm all in. I, but how do you have the stamina? How do you have the courage? How do you have this? If you want me to do it, then I'm doing it. I, what are people going to think? What are they understand? You told me to do it? I'm doing it. If, if, if this is what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to be very courageous in doing it. I'm not going to be uh, peer pressure to anything. And this is Rabbi Tai, a great lesson that we have to learn in our life. We have to have that midah, uh, to use in the proper way. We have to be courage, courageous. And also sometimes, you have to be courageous. Also, let's say for example, I, I know, uh, you, you go to yeshiva. I'll give you, it's just a small one, one more example. You go to yeshiva, now you want a good havruta. You want a good havruta. And sometimes you have to ask the other guy, you want to learn with me, havruta? You have to be courage. You have to be courageous to do that. That takes courage. You know? Maybe he's going to say no. How am I going to do it? What if he says no? It's hard. You understand? How do you want to learn with the rabbi? You need, you need courage to go up to the rabbi. Rabbi, by the way, you have a half hour for me, please. We can learn something. You know? It takes courage. It takes courage. Or you want to ask advice from somebody. But you know, you're embarrassed. No, no, no. Please, let's talk. So therefore, Rabotai, we have to remember this great lesson and review it and uh, take it into account. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.